Ogumbawale for the win. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Megdahl, reminding you you can follow us on Twitter at LockdownWBB. Make sure you are tuning into all of our incredible shows, whether it's Amy Audebert, Dave Ibrahim, or my friend, the great Erica Ayala, talking about women's basketball from every angle you can imagine. Really proud to be part of this team. Of course, Lockdown Women's Basketball is brought to you by Built Bar. Now, I've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate in all bars. Now, today is Built Bar Madness, and I'm supposed to give you a matchup between two Built Bar flavors to see which one wins. I'm going to give you instead a little bit of a variation on it. It's going to be a buy. And the buy goes to raspberry. And the reason I'm doing that is because, as you know, there is no bigger Built Bar fan than Grandma Myrna, my mother, grandmother to my children. And she cannot stop raving about how great the raspberry tastes. So think of it like a conference tournament where Raspberry was the number one seed and got a bye straight through to the championship. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Remember, tell them Grandma Myrna sent you. I want to share with you today, if I can, some of my thoughts about Dawn Staley. It is Friday. I have just been second vaccinated. I'm supposed to feel something sore or cloudy, but my thoughts are clear. My thoughts are about Dawn Staley, who is making history in real time. Dawn Staley is a black woman who took the mantle and took the net, and I'll explain what I mean by that in a second, from Carolyn Pack. Carolyn Pack, of course, the first woman of color to win a national championship in women's basketball. And she took a piece of the net and she gave it to Dawn Staley because she thought Dawn was next. Well, here we are in 2020 and there are two black women coaching in the final four. Not just Don Staley, but somebody who many people believe, myself included, is among this next group of great young coaches, Adia Barnes at University of Arizona. And they have made it as well. And it really feels like the start of something. Uh, the Arizona Twitter account had an interesting fact, I thought. They talked about the fact that Arizona had not made any of the past 10 years of the NCAA tournament and then went and made the Final Four. That's the type of leap we're talking about. Now, that's a bit unfair because last year Arizona was obviously a tournament team until the tournament got taken away from us. But Adia Barnes is building something huge in Arizona. And what's really happening here is that generations of talent, people who played 
and excelled in college, then got to play in the WNBA, are bringing that expertise back into the women's college game. Not just the women's college game either, by the way. The pro game too. When we're seeing people like Christy Tolliver with the Wizards, Carol Lawson uh, with the Celtics before she got hired by Duke. It's really paying dividends throughout the sport. It really matters. And so does representation. Both Dawn and Adia talked about this, about the fact that black women growing up, seeing people who look like them on the sidelines matters. It matters in coaching day to day. It matters for the people who are playing the game to have somebody they can relate to in this way, in this way. It is not a small thing. So I want to share with you, Dawn on Tuesday night shared some of her thoughts with me about this. Some of her thoughts about Aaliyah Boston, who has been very vocal about it, mattering that she was playing for a black woman coach. And I want you to think about that when you watch tonight's games. I want you to think about it in terms of not just the matchups, which are incredible, which are very exciting, but also in terms of what it's going to mean for years to come. So let's hear from Dawn. This is Howard Megdahl, Locked on Women's Basketball. We are joined by head coach Don Daly. Please use the raised hand function to get you a like to ask a question. When you're called upon your question, please state your name and affiliation first. Uh, we'll start out with um, Keith Alsep. Keith, you can unmute yourself and ask. Coach Daly, congratulations on uh, winning the region and going to making it back to the final four. Can you just talk about the journey for this team and in particular for to see players put it all together, like Zaya Cook, who's had her ups and downs, to be the regional most outstanding player. And then Leticia Ami here with her knee injuries to just have a tremendous regional as well and make the all-region team. I mean, how does that make you feel as a coach? Because I know you've said in the past you're a dream merchant. Uh, to see these young players' dreams coming true on the big stage with still so much more out there? Um, I mean, young people are incredibly resilient. Um, we, we happen to, you know, look up on some great ones and all the, the players that you mentioned. Um, they, they don't come, you know, fully wrapped, you know, properly. Um, that is what college is for. That is what, you know, College is a training ground for them understanding what they need to do to be successful. And sometimes that, sometimes being successful, you got to go through some things. You got to go through some things personally, individually. Um, sometimes that's packed, you know, with, with an injury or, or two. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really super proud of uh, um, L.A. for how she just stayed the course. Um, she never got rattled. She just stayed the course. Zaya, you know, you know, I, I, I saw some of the social media posts that people were talking about Zaya. Um, and 
you know, some of the shots she, you know, she she took throughout the season. Um, you you can't shut a player down like like that. Like as a coach, you can't just say don't shoot the ball. Don't. You have to teach her along the way. You know how to how to how to um, be more deliberate. Um, how to trim the the fat off of her game. Um, so she's in a position to do what she did for us on the biggest stage. Um, but every single one of our players have gone through something, um, you know, and, and our coaches. And I, they, they probably don't want me to say this, but I'm going to say it, but we're not going to, you know, you know, we, we had an assistant coach lose her mother while, while being in this bubble. Um, we've had, you know, we, we've had a, you know, a, a player lose her uncle the other day. Um, and it would have been very easy for them to just say, you know, families first, I gotta go home, I gotta leave this bubble. Um, but the, the sacrifice of resiliency, um, you got another one that's going through cancer treatments. So, I mean, but they all are able to just put things to a side, to the side, um, focus on the task at hand and then pick it up um, when we're done what we're doing. Um, so that's the commitment that that young people have, and people really don't know that they're going through those things, but they handle them with so much class. Um, and I I am just incredibly proud of them. I'm I'm, I'm glad I'm part of their village um, because they are, you know, some of the aside from being great basketball players, they are super great people. I mean, they don't give us any issues. Um, if they do give us issues, we, we talk it out, you know, we don't hold, hold grudges. We just handle it and we move on. And they are incredibly strong for being able to to handle all of that and then and to perform the way they, they need to perform. I, I do think we are um, mentally tough. And I, I question that, you know, from time to time. Um, but when they're able to tangibly do what they did today, um, they made huge strides. And, and that's all we were trying to do throughout the season is get them to a point where uh, we can compete for a national championship. And then all the other stuff, those are great lessons that we can, you know, fall, you know, look back on and say, hey, you know, another teammate's going through that. You know, we did this, we corrected it, and we moved on and, and checked off one of our, one of our goals. All right, we'll next go to Chantel Jennings with that, The Athletic. Chantel, you can unmute yourself. Hey, Don, this is Chantel Jennings with The Athletic. When you took over at South Carolina, they hadn't been to the NCAA tournament in five years. You're now taking this team to its third Final Four in the last six postseasons. I'm just curious, when you got to Columbia, like, did you have a timeline for establishing this level of success and this expectation, or is that something you just can't even sort of have a concrete timeline or, or even a general timeline for? Well, when I came to South Carolina, um, um, I was used to just winning, <laughs> to be quite honest. And then when, when I came here, I thought we would just do the same thing. Work hard, you know, you... you you know, the future fruits of your labor will uh, produce success. And it was the the opposite, the other end of the spectrum where um, I, I don't know if I was patient enough. Um, obviously, I thought we could get it turned around in, you know, at least three years. And, he, you know, our AD, Eric Hyman, was like, it's going, you know. I, actually, I, it was more like he said three to four years. And I was like, you know, looking at him like, you, you must not know me. 
Um, you just might, you must not know who you hired. Um, but he knew more than I did in, in what was here at South Carolina, the type of players that were here. Um, and I know they would think differently, and I know they think differently now that they've seen how this program has grown. They, they weren't, you know, they didn't want to be pros. They wanted to be something else. They wanted to impact the world in other professions in life. And basketball was a byproduct of that. Um, but once we got the players in here that um, the majority of our team love basketball, because if you, the majority of your team is, you know, lazy people, the majority of the team is undriven, people aren't driven, unmotivated, that's who you're going to be. But if the majority of your team is the opposite, that's who you're going to be. And once we got those players in here, they were able to, you know, do it for the love of the game. Not because we were telling them to do it, but because they love the game. And once that happened, things started to turn. We And we were fortunate to have some of the best talent in the country in the state of South Carolina. So we just tried to corner the market to make sure that we got every great kid that was in this state, talented kid that was in the state of South Carolina, to South Carolina. Um, and once we got that, then we, you know, then, you know, they said, if you if you win, they will come. If you build it, they'll come. And, you know, our fans have done a great job at, at actually giving us what a successful basketball program should look like and um, creating a home court advantage. All right, we'll next go to Greg Hadley with the state newspaper. Greg, you gonna mute yourself? John, when you look at holding Texas to zero points in the fourth quarter, holding them to 23% on the game, I guess just is, was that the, the best defensive performance you guys have had this season, or is it close to? I mean, I, I really didn't realize that they didn't score in the fourth quarter. I, you know, I, I looked at the stat sheet late, you know, after the celebration, and I didn't realize that. It didn't feel like that. Um, I, I say we were just locked in. You know, we were a, a team that was driven to, to be where we are right now. And it's just they wanted to go to the Final Four. They want to win a national championship. And they're going to give it up on both sides of the ball. Um, so was it – I thought it was a pretty good defensive um, performance. But I also think that um, Texas was a little tired. I mean, they gave every single thing that they had – um, in that Maryland game. And I didn't, you know, I, I, I said they may have some weary legs, but but their hearts are going to keep beating. And their hearts did keep beating. Um, it's just that, you know, we just we just never let them off the hook. And that's the kind of approach you have to take, especially when you're playing against a, a Vic Schaefer um, team and the performance that they, that they, uh, they had uh, two nights ago. Um, so, I mean, Vic's got him in a, in a great place. I, I know that every player that's on his roster and every recruit that he's recruiting saw that performance. And when they lock into a coach, you know, great things will happen. All right, we'll next go to Matt Dow. Matt, you can unmute yourself. Hey, Don, Matt Dow, Watch Fox in Columbia. We all know last year going in, you were going to be number one. COVID took so much away from everyone. And I know in the tournament, sometimes you got to move on pretty quickly from a big moment. But with all, all everyone's gone through in the past year, do you have to savor these moments a little bit more now? Or do you still have to move on pretty quickly with the final four so close? Uh, I mean, we're, we're going we're gonna to enjoy this. We're going to enjoy it. 
Um, because again, you never know when when things will be taken away from you. Last year, things were taken away. I, I'm glad our, our players fought to, to be in this position um, because we had two very special seniors that you know didn't get didn't get a chance to finish their careers out in the form of playing in the NCAA tournament. So Ty and Kiki, this you know these nets are, are certainly for you and. And we appreciate the legacy that you left with our players to put them in this position, to compete at a high level, to you know, to you know, to, to forge ahead. Even though you guys left a, a big void in um, on our team, so you know we're going to enjoy it. You know, 24-hour rule. You know, tomorrow this time, you know, we'll move on to whoever our next opponent will be. I right, we'll next go to Michelle Vocal with ESPN.com. Michelle, you can unmute your... I'm sorry. Lindy, did you call on me? I'm so sorry. It is so loud in here. I can't hear anything. Uh, congratulations, Don. It's Michelle Vocal. I, I wondered if I could ask you, I know you, you talked about Adia. Um, Adia is the second... Um, former WNBA player to make it after you, and for the first time, we'll have two black women uh, coaching in the in a Final Four. What does that mean to you? I know how much you've tried to mentor younger people, and and have been so grateful for others who've mentored you. What does it mean to have have both of you been being in the Final Four? Um, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm super proud of Adia. Um, you know, I, I wanted that to happen. I was I was cheering for her to get it done. Um, and it's not. You know, not for any other reason um, besides, you know, us being represented at the biggest stage of, of women's college basketball. Um, and that's because, you know, there are so many black um, coaches out there that don't get opportunity. Um, because when ADs don't see it, when they don't see it, and they're going to see it on the biggest stage on Friday night, um, that two black women are representing two programs uh, in the Final Four, um, something that has never been done before. You know, our history here in, in women's basketball is so filled with so many black bodies that um, for this to be happening in 2021, to me, is uh, long overdue. Um, but we're, we're proud. We're happy. I, I know my phone is probably full of text messages of uh, – of uh, black coaches all across the country, just congratulating us on on, on doing that, on, on being being present, being in the moment, being able to you know take our programs to this place. Um, but but certainly, I, I know Adia utilizes um, all of her basketball knowledge as a player, and you know she's been a coach long enough that you know she's not just the suit. It's always going to be part player in us. And that's why, you know, our players, um, we are so relatable to them. They understand it because it's coming from a place of we've done that. Um, we're, we're, we're trying to help you get to that place where, you know, you can have some longevity in our league. But um, representation matters. And it's, and it's nothing against, you know, anybody else that, that, that lost to us. Um, but when you see two black women representing in this way, um, I, I hope the decision makers who are, because there are a lot of jobs out there, um, that, you know, you give black women an opportunity, you know, not just give them the job, you know, bring them in, um, interview them. Um, if you don't hire them, let them know why. 
let them know why. So we can continue to work on and and um, just perfecting what 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 you know our craft and our our profession because there are a lot of people out there that aren't getting the opportunities that that um, they should because this is exactly what can happen when you when you give a black woman an opportunity. Don't get me wrong. Now I, I don't want people to you know start bashing me on social media about you know just hire the just hire the just hire the uh, most qualified coach. You know, if it was that easy, if it was that easy, there would be more black um, head coaches in our, you know, in our game. So. All right. We'll next go to Howard Meggall. Howard, you can unmute yourself. Dawn, congratulations. Thanks, I'm Howard. hoping you can talk to me about what it meant to see Aaliyah have the type of game that she had against, uh, you know, and Charlie, somebody who, uh, is a consensus lot. Um, this is a player at this point, uh, more specifically. I mean, I, I thought, honestly, I thought Aaliyah came in, you know, her eyes were wide open. Um, and um, I, I thought the, the moment may have gotten the best of her earlier on. It took a while for her to settle in uh, to be the, the Aaliyah that we, we need her to be at all, you know, at every 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 game um but Aaliyah you know does so many other great things for us she didn't score the ball today but she rebounded she defended um she was there she was present you gotta guard her so you gotta you know you, when she's on the floor you gotta guard her with a player and probably a half a player um so she afforded us opportunities um afforded Zai opportunities afforded um, Henny opportunities in LA played tremendously well, as well as um, Victoria Saxton. So um, I'm super proud of her. She got to continue to grow and meet these moments um, in every statistical category. All right, we'll go to the final question to Joe Gorchow with WIS TV. Joey, can I meet yourself? Congratulations, Don, on the victory tonight. You mentioned in the very beginning about the resiliency of this team and what they've been going through since they even arrived in this bubble. How have you been able to get this team and this group to be so collective and united and focused on a purpose to achieve this goal here tonight? Um, I mean, this they're inside of this team. There's always been a, a oneness. And we didn't always play that way, but deep inside of them, they just want to win. And throughout the year, they just didn't know how to win, utilizing everybody around them because they always are, they always bet on themselves. They always had to bet on themselves in high school. Um, and then coming to college, um, the collective group of talent that, that blessed us with coming to South Carolina, um, some days you're going to have great days. Some days you're going to have to sacrifice. And through those sacrificial times is when your, your, your confidence can, can tilt the wrong way because you're not, you're not performing the way you think in your mind the way you need to perform. Um, but, you know, once we lost to Texas A&M in the, in the regular season, this team took on a different personality. This team just gave it up you know they you know un you know they they peeled away all the layers and they just came together as one and i i do think um you know our timing was 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 impeccable 
uh, to bring in this, this couple. Now, I always talk about this couple, uh, Felicia and Johnny Allen. We, we brought them in at the end of the regular season and then part of the postseason, and they just they brought our, our team together. You know, they, they share things that they don't share in, you know, everyday life. You know, it takes people who are, who are experts in it. You know, Felicia and Johnny are experts in life skills, experts in, in, in getting teams to work as a collective unit. And that's not just talk. It is they put them in, in um, situations where they have, to, they have to meet each other halfway with communication and realness and genuine and, 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 and depth. Um, so once we were able to do that, you see we're, you know, we're a different team, you know, no one, you know, everybody that I talked to, they started crunching the numbers and saying, oh, we're, you know, we're, we're three and four in the last seven games. We're two and two in the last four games. <laughs> I mean, you can, you can make something look good or bad with numbers, depending on how far you want to go out. Um, but make no mistake, this team stuck together. This team came together. This team is playing some of their best basketball at the right time. And for all the people that, that doubted this moment, um, you can come on back. You know, we always got room on the, on the bandwagon for you. Um, so thanks, 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 Joe, for the, for the question. And um, really, I am, I'm honored to coach this basketball team. And I, I truly give God the glory for allowing us to be um, in these moments. So is that it? That's it. Thank you so much for your time, Coach thank, Daly. Thank you. Congrats on advancing to the Final Four. Uh, that's it for this post-game news conference. A recording of this press conference will be posted in the NCAA Digital Media Hub.